Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You already know what it is. Arthur Most, Wesley Euler, back for the second segment on Steelers Nation Radio. And boy, we got a treat for you guys today. Now, y'all know, we usually don't have amigos on during this time because of how we've been recording. But we got lucky. We got the <laughs> homie. We got our partner with us, man, Chris Carter from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and Locked On Steelers podcast. One third of the amigos. How we doing baby oh i'm doing great y'all i was i told my, my feelings was hurt i wasn't <laughs> be able to be on every monday anymore but i understand it's the off season we got we all got to make adjustments man but i appreciate y'all and the migos is back together here on the radio how y'all doing thanks for having me y'all hey no doubt and i'm gonna peel back the curtain you got the freshest razor line like yes, sir on the whole stream right now but yes, you're crazy fresh right now like where are you were you at the grammys Yes, oh, I was. In fact, oh, okay, fact okay. I, we, we were we were quite upset when Beyonce did not win album of the oh, year. I, I, I agree. I agree. And I uh, agree. it was it was just a travesty. And yeah. you know, I yeah. my my five hundred dollar lineup was just yeah. wasted. <laughs> Hey, hey, I can respect that because you know Push T was snubbed that night as well, man. So I yeah. can feel yeah. your pain. I Kendrick, feel your pain. There was a lot of great artists. I great feel this your year. pain. I feel your pain. I almost, baby. I almost I had to text Moats about Pusha T not winning yeah, rap that, album of the year. That, that, I mean, that's like that, that's like losing a family member right there. I tell bro, you, bro, it set my night off, man. I was a little upset, man. I was a little upset about it, but you know, I thought I was going to get some positive news, and then it just kept getting worse because I found out that. Uh, our favorite linebackers coach right now, uh, Coach Brian Flores. The way you said it is like he died. Come on, folks. He got a job. It's, it's all right. Things happen. I wanted some effect. I need some drama for extra effect. So that's why I went that route. All right. Maybe a little heavy handed on the drama, but y'all caught the drill. Y'all, y'all got what I was putting. All right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, with him leaving, that also just it added to my sadness. So that's why we look to you for reason. We look to you for understanding. And I need you to make me feel a little bit better because I was sad. I was sad about this loss right here. So can, can you just give me your thoughts on Coach Flores no longer being our senior 
defensive assistant slash linebackers coach and now being the <laughs> defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh my gosh, what is going on? <laughs> Mo, you're killing me. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I think for, for anyone who was in the know, it was a tough ask to ask Brian Flores to do this. The Steelers accomplished their mission with Brian Flores. That was a guy who, when he filed that lawsuit last year, you, me, Wes, we all were like, mm, well, he's done. He's never coaching yeah. the league again. We thought his career was over. And the Steelers were like, no, it's not. Get get, get your butt over here. And what, what time and a time again have we learned in the NFL? If you can help somebody win football games and make somebody money, mm. you can get a job. And Talk I think about it. <laughs> and, and, and I think there was a time where people were saying, oh, Brian Flores, he really wasn't that good with the Dolphins. And he look, he was he, so what if he had back-to-back winning seasons for the first time in like 20 years for that franchise? Who cares? He's still a bum. You know, they, 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 so they, those type of narratives were floating stuff? around. But now that he, he he went to the Steelers, he helped their run defense jump from dead last in the league to ninth in, uh, overall in rushing yards, eight in, in yard, yards uh, allowed per attempt. I think people got to see like, oh, no, 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 he, he still is that that guy. And then it was like, okay, yeah, well, if the Steelers, one of the crown jewels of the NFL is, is saying that he's good, then, you know, he's good for us too. And so now he's back in that conversation. You've you've helped him in that in that regard, and now he's back into the fold. And I don't think there's any, there's any hard feelings here. It's like, you know what? They knew he was a very good coach. That's why they wanted him in the first place. And now he goes on to be a defensive coordinator for, for the Vikings. He's actually never been a defensive coordinator before. He was a, he was a, he was a positions coach and a special mm-hmm. teams coach for the Patriots before being a head coach at the Dolphins. So it's just it's a heck of an opportunity for him. You can't keep everybody. And anyone that thinks that they should have fired Terrell Austin, who you know got the defense to have the most interceptions you know in, in the NFL this past year after one year of you know, having a, you know, a, a decent defense this year, I, I think you're crazy. I think that you need to relax a little bit there. Um, you know, Brian Flores is a good coach, but he wasn't going to stick around forever. Um, you know, and, you know, for people who say, oh, well, he should have just, well, why didn't you just give him Terrell Austin's job? Guess what? Brian Flores is really looking to be a head coach again. Mm-hmm. He would have been out in probably another year or two. Like, <laughs> like he's, I don't anticipate him to be at the Vikings for very long. He's going to move on. So, these things happen. You keep moving. I think the biggest thing, and I, I talked with Alan Saunders about this for our Wednesday episode of Locked on Steelers that'll be coming out. Um, but the biggest thing is, uh, you know what, Steelers, you made a good hire. Go make another one. You know, there's been a lot of criticisms of, of Mike Tomlin's coaching tree. And, you know, he's often gone for older coaches, you know, or, or established coaches like Brian Flores. He's not old. He's 41. Uh, but I think the big thing is right now, go get Go get the next innovative guy, and you know Art Rooney II said, you know that that you know that they're gonna they're, they're gonna be looking around to see what they have to do. I'd anticipate another move or two in this mm-hmm. offseason to see where they can find another pair of eyes who can help them in an area of need. Yeah, I mean, you bring us some good points too, man. Um, I like how you talked about Coach Flo's impact on the statistical element of the defense, right? Yeah, in terms of yards um, per game allowed, uh, in terms of the rain game and stuff like that, but. We were also talking about some of the direct impacts that we saw on the individual players in that inside linebacker room. Miles Jack, Robert Spillane, Devin Bush, the rookie Mark Robinson, and just their impact that um, and the impact that Flo had on him in their development. How do you anticipate this move impacting those players right now? I think that, well, one, you're about to see a lot of turnover in that linebacker room. I don't anticipate Devin Bush to be back. Robert Spillane's a free agent. Marcus Allen's a free agent. Um, Mark Robinson's the one guy who's coming back. I, I think Miles Jack 
is a steady guy who they should find a way to keep. I think they should negotiate to get him some extra years and work his cap number down a bit because he's at 11.2 million and a guy who hasn't created turnovers for you yet. I'm not sure if he's 11.2 million dollar worthy, but that's neither here nor there. I think that he's a guy that should keep around for the long term. And I think he likes being in Pittsburgh. He's a good player. Um, but I, I think what this does is now he helped a lot of people. It wasn't just the linebackers. You know, Chris Wormley talked about how he was involved in meeting total defensive meetings about how to get better in run fits, how to address different situations when they were going from team to team. The lessons that they've learned from, from that, they need to apply moving forward. And I think that that's the biggest thing is that, you know, Miles Jack, you keep him around as sort of the veteran who can set the tone in because I anticipate them drafting a linebacker this year. I anticipate them bringing back Robert Spillane on the cheap um, and then maybe adding another linebacker that doesn't cost them too much in free agency. That you do that, you have a full linebacker room and you have Miles Jack at the head of it to say like, hey guys, this is the expectations here. And maybe if you can spend one of those top three picks that you have this year uh, in the first 50 picks of the, of the draft on the linebacker position, maybe get a Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. Maybe you get the new athlete that will take over that linebacker spot in a couple years when Miles Jacks, you know, you know, if he sticks around for that. So I think the answer isn't necessarily, you know, you know, being worried about Flores not being there to coach up that group. It's more so, you know, seeing like, hey, this, you know, Miles Jack improved, the defense improved. Now find the pieces and keep and plug them in and keep rolling to keep improving moving forward. Chris, how how much then? This was something that that, that Moats kicked around in our our first segment. Um, how much then are you confident in what we saw from the Steelers personnel, specifically at the linebacker position? Now in light of knowing that Brian Flores will not be returning next year. Like, you know, Miles Jack, who was on pace to to lead the league in tackles until that hamstring injury. A guy like Robert Spillane, who I think we all anticipate they would like to bring back, who really found a level of consistency last season. Mark Robinson, who was ready to go when he was thrust in there at the end. Devin Bush, who, yeah, was still maddening in some ways, but again, I think found the the the, the best level of consistency we've seen in his game since his rookie year as well, too. Do you have confidence that those guys can continue that now going forward? Or would you be, you know, maybe more willing to say, hey, there there might have to be an upgrade in the personnel there now that I'm not as confident in Brian Flores' replacement being able to maintain that level and that consistency with these guys? You know, I think that there was much that was fixed here. I think it's important to remember with Devin Bush, he wasn't terrible for his entire time in Pittsburgh. He was bad for a year where he just needed to kind of get you know get past some things on his own injuries after his after he was I mean when he was for in when he first joined the Steelers you know he was very good and when he was injured in the second year there were NFL GMs who were saying uh, to ESPN that they saw that they saw Devin Bush as being a top 10 linebacker in the league had he not been hurt and then of course the injury offset that and then last year was better but not you know top 10 overall pick pay that guy to stick around type of worthy uh type of a linebacker and so because of that you know, that that is part, part of a reset. Robert Spillane is a guy that they've that was kicked around on practice squads. They brought up and now he's kind of become their guy. Robert Spillane is very good at what he at, at his at, the, at his specialty part of being on being on the linebacker. He fits against the run. Well, he's aggressive inside the box. But as soon as you put him out and put him out in space, he has to be aggressive or he's going to get juiced. Um, and even if he is aggressive, sometimes he'll still get juiced. But Part of that is just part of his game. They need, in my opinion, personnel-wise in the linebacker room, they need 
the kind of guy who can fly around, who Devin Bush was supposed to be. Devin Bush was brought in for his speed, his change of direction, his sideline to sideline guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Being able to go get the, the running back out in space, able to able to drop back and you know cover tight ends, helping with that. And you know he didn't have the best size for it. He was five eleven, you know, decent size, but not you know great. Like you know Ryan Chazier was like six one, six two in that range, and that's a little bit more what you're looking for there. But I mean, you know, Devin Bush again before he was hurt was doing some of those things. You know, when they played the Giants in Week One of the 2020 season, and they held Saquon Barkley to the I think he had 13 carries and like eight yards, something like that, and it's the fewest. Uh, fewest yards per, per car- yards allowed. You, you uh, talking about the game where Ben outrushed him? You talking about that game, right? <laughs> that game, yeah. You talking about yes. that? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. So, but but Devin Bush was a big part of that. He led the team in tackles yeah. that night, and they. That, I think that was the the least amount of yards allowed to a running back in NFL history that had that many many carries in a game. That's hmm. how dominant he was there. This is a guy in his rookie season was covering Mark Andrews twenty yards downfield and pulling off interceptions. Like there was potential for that guy. So. Get a guy who has that potential again and then hope that he doesn't tear his ACL and have to go through a complete rehab uh, the way that Devin Bush did. And I think that that needs to be part of the goal this offseason, or at least one of the goals that you keep in mind, because you can't accomplish every goal every offseason. Like, you know, you only have so many picks. And even though we're excited about three in the top 50, you know, it's not a given that those all three of those are going to be slam dunk, home run hits, whatever you want to call them. So I do. Yeah, Wes, I think that they do need to add a guy. And I think the the big thing is find an athlete who can help you cover, play sideline to sideline and learn under Miles Jack mm-hmm. and kind of just fit in with the group rather than having to kind of be the new captain right away. It sounded like you said Drew Sanders. That's, that's what it sounded like you said. That what you said? I said Trenton Simpson. You, you said Drew Sanders. What you said? Trenton like Simpson. Said Simpson. Stop, stop putting words in there. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Stop putting words in my mouth. It's not, it's not like you said Drew Sanders. I keep hearing Drew Sanders out your mouth every time you say that. I don't know why you keep saying Drew Sanders like that, but that's weird how you pronounce Drew Sanders, bro. That's really weird how you pronounce his name. All right, all right. I got, I got. Drew Sanders went to Arkansas. What? What's the connection here? Is there a JMU connection here? That are, that no, no, no. I just, I just like his game. I just like his game. He <laughs> I mean, he's, good. he's good. He, I mean, he's, he's good. He's good. He's good. No, yeah, both of them are good. Both of them are good players, though. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I wonder if Drew Sanders can be that. Absolutely, go get him. I, you know, but I think, I, go ahead. I was gonna say because I think, I think what you're about to say is Trenton. You can get in that second potentially. Is that right. where you're going with it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. saying I think Trenton Simpson. You see if you can get it 32. And if you can yeah, get him at 32, yeah. perfect value. Yeah. Sanders, maybe at the 49th pick, like maybe at that yeah. second, second round pick. Yeah. You wait, you wait a little bit there. Um, mm. I also like Noah Sewell. I think that him for him from Oregon, mm, he could be a yeah, yeah. guy. And, and a guy, mm-hmm. even the two guys I have my eyes on in like more like early day three uh type yeah. of situation, maybe late, late day two, if they traded back or something like that, or, or they use in the 80th overall pick. Um, Dion Henley uh, had okay. a really good senior bowl. Jack Campbell out of Iowa. He's oh, yeah, yeah. Captain guy. Jack. He a thumper. Yeah. Yep. DeMarvion mm-hmm. Overshone, also another guy. And then, of mm-hmm. course, the guy himself. I think if you wait, if you, if you want to look around for smart linebackers, there's none smarter where this is going. than Servasier. I knew Dennis. that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> the, the pit man himself. Uh, I think that I think that he would be. I think there's plenty of options this year yeah. as far as as far as uh, as far as you know, linebackers who could be legit, um, le- you know, le- legit answers there. So yeah. um, definitely keep your eyes open. They can find starters, they can find backups, but this is a room that's going to need help. I do think that um, it's going to be uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting draft class, and you can still look in in the uh, excuse me the um, free agency to find yeah, some guys that don't cost you too much. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did want to ask you too, man, have you heard any rumblings or any uh, names being floated around as potential replacements at the linebacker uh, coach position just yet? Um, in Not terms yet. of obviously, okay. This is, I mean, this is still very new. Um, you know, so like I, you know, th- th- this is, this is me just stabbing into the mm-hmm. wind and just, and just saying that, but you know, like there's plenty of young guys out there who I think would love to get a chance at chance at something like this, you know, a guy that comes to mind. And this is just because I was just talking about him on, on my unlocked on Steelers, uh, Scott McCurley. He's currently the, the the linebackers coach for the Cowboys. He's been a Mike McCarthy loyalist for his career. He was a kind of a, an administrative assistant who worked himself up to a quality coach for the Packers. Mm. And then when McCarthy left the Packers, he, he, he left and then he went to the Cowboys. He's kind of been the Cowboys linebackers coach. And I think that he's done a good job with the Cowboys linebackers. So, you know, I'm not sure if he want to change, but yeah. Mike Scott McCurley is from Newcastle. So he's from the okay, Pittsburgh okay. area. Got a little connection. He, he also went to Pitt, and maybe there'd be a a, a want to have so have a homecoming there there for him for a little bit. So, just different thoughts as far as just like that's just one name out there. There's plenty of yeah. young guys, old guys who could be brought in to fill that position. But there's a there's a giant list that the Steelers. I I assume their front office is amassing right now, and they're gonna whittle them down. Who they'll be, it's too early to tell. Interesting, interesting, Chris. I, I want to know too. You know, you and I talked about this a little bit uh, on your on the Tuesday episode of of, yes. of Locked On. Um, you mentioned this earlier in the start of the segment, but the Steelers run defense, and I think this might surprise a lot of our listeners because I know situationally you can still think back to times like uh, like the Patriots game, right, where they were able to to run the ball out in that last six minutes and kill that game. Maybe the first Baltimore game as well, too. But this was a Steelers defense that greatly improved against the run. Again, I know I know there were moments where that might have not have been the case, but overall, when you go from 32nd run defense in the league statistically, dead last, to ninth overall, top 10, that is a substantial improvement. You could you can nitpick and gravel. Well, yeah, they didn't do it in this moment, or yeah, well, they didn't do it in that moment. But overall, to go from dead last in the league to top ten, that is a big leap. That is a huge jump. How do the Steelers now maintain that without Brian Flores? And with that, does that maybe add a little bit of pressure to to the coaches who do remain? That if that run defense kind of regresses back to the mean, that we'll hear a bunch of all, oh, well, that was just Brian Flores. Clearly nobody on staff knows what they're doing in that regard. You know, I, I don't think it adds much pressure. Mike Tom will tell you like, you know, they're, they're, they're focused on what their jobs are. It's not necessarily now. Will that narrative exist? Sure. But you know what? There's the narrative that exists right now that Mike Tomlin was scared of Brian <laughs> Flores and that he was going to be overtaken. And that's why the Brian Flores is really good. There's always dumb stuff being said like that. And it's just ridiculous. Uh, but uh, in all, if we're if we're talking about things that the Steelers should actually be concerned about, yeah, sure, there 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 are things you have to watch for. Uh, you're probably going to make some some addition. You need to make at least one addition uh, in the linebacker room. Keep another guy like Robert Spillane around because I do think you need a starter over him so that he's more of a sub package guy that you fit sure, against sure. the run in those situations. Um, and you still have questions at defensive tackle because Larry Ogunjobi is a free agent, um, and you're not sure if how, you know are you going to pay him or are you going to go pay someone else? Are you going to go draft a guy and pay some? Somebody else, you know, there's, I think it's more personnel questions as far as stuffing the run. But I, I think that this team, it found its identity as far as being physical and, and guys that needed to be that needed to be part of that. I think the Marv 
Marvin Leal got better at that when he got came back from his injury. I think that was one thing that was really important for the Steelers was to see some development out yeah. of him. And he'll be a guy that plays more next year. I think that, that if he can carry that with him next season, that'll be really important. Um, you know, you're presuming they'll still have TJ Watt. They still have Cam Hayward. They still have Alex Highsmith. All of those guys being around, I think, are all pluses for the Steelers right now. But I do think it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be a really interesting and tough questions for Omar Khan to get the personnel to fill in in uh, inside linebacker and at uh, at defensive tackle and backup edge rusher. You know, hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, you know, I think it's more of a personnel questions than coaching questions right now after Brian Flores' departure. Yeah, but um, sticking with some of that inside linebacker personnel, we know Mark Robinson was one of those names that a lot of people, fan-wise, media-wise, really started to uh, get excited about towards the end of the season because of some of the stuff that he did. Going into this offseason, how much should the Steelers be dependent upon him going forward to be able to give you that type of productivity or even more productivity? And could that offset the urgency that we're feeling right now in the sense of, man, we need to take a linebacker early in those one of those first three picks. We need to go get somebody for agency. Does Mark Robinson, what he did at the end of the season, change how you feel about any of that right now? Uh, look. If you are depending on a second year, seventh round pick to be the reason why you don't get a get get, a, get to pick a really good player in the NFL draft, I think that you are making a mistake there. And I don't think the Steelers will make that mistake. I think that they they I think Mark Robinson is the guy that they view in another two years. He could be the next Robert Spillane. He could be the guy that kind of fits mm. that role and is 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 developing into that type of player. You don't always hit on the guys. Most you were around Vince Williams, a six round yeah. draft pick, yeah. took over for Larry Foote. But Vince Williams's do not grow on trees. You know, I those guys, agree. you know, and, and I think Vince Williams, a guy whose career undervalued for what he brought to the Steelers, you know, when mm-hmm. uh, Lawrence Timmons and Larry Foote, I think it was uh, both of them got injured yeah. in, in, in his rookie season. He stepped up to the plate and really filled in um, for several years for the Steelers. I, I think it'd be it'd be great if Mark Robinson could be that. But you don't want to put yourself in the position where if he's not, then you're in now a lot of trouble. Yeah, right. So. That's where I see it right now. Do you do you hope for that? Do you coach him to be that? Sure, you work for that, but you don't put all your chips on something like that. You know, if if for example, I you know I think the Steelers can go into this to this uh this upcoming uh draft class and say, you know what, I can put enough chips on Deontay Johnson and mm. George Pickens and the prospect of Calvin Austin coming back healthy that maybe I don't need to draft a wide receiver in the first round or, or with your first second round pick, or maybe even any of your second round picks. I think like that, that's a better gamble, but putting it on a linebacker hmm. position where your only guy that you really keeping around that's had significant starting experience is miles Jack. And then you have Marcus, Mark Robinson. I think that would be a mistake. Oh, hmm. interesting. I like it. I like, I like how it, you say like that it, though. Man. I'm with you too. And I think we've seen that we've seen that play out with this defense right in the middle, in the middle of the defense. Like they, we've regurgitated all the, the Bostics and the Showberts and, and all these guys yeah. that we've yeah. tried in that, in that role. Um, Man, there's a whole, there's a whole laundry list. I was about one. to say, yeah, we got, uh, we got some names on that one. Like every year we've, we've gone through this Bostic and Showbird and most you were an inside linebacker. You had a Spence, uh, a Sean Spence, you had a Mark Barron mm-hmm. in there. Mark we, we Barron. Had a, uh, yep. 
What was the uh, uh, Morgan Burnett? They tried to switch in there. Like it was yep. a whole. Yep. whole was it, is it Avery, was it Avery Williams or Avery Williamson? Avery Williamson. Avery Williamson. Williamson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can never remember if he was just a Williams or if he was a Williamson. Yeah. But that's how yeah. many different people that we have. Yeah. yeah. We've we've tried there at the middle of that defense. I think you're right. This defense operates at a much better level when they've got that presence in in the center of the field. I, I think that's a, a a good point in in this as well too. Uh Motsi, I'm good. CC, this was a lot of fun, man. Thank you. Hey, man, Absolutely. that's how we like to do it right there, man. You know, we don't always get to do it the way we like to do it during this time of year, <laughs> but whenever we do get a chance to do it, you know we're going to do it the right way. And that is always with Chris Carter from Pittsburgh Post Gazette Locked on Stills Podcast, third member of the Migos. And as always, you know, we appreciate you, baby. But with that being said, man, we are going to get ready to take this thing to break. Don't touch that dial. We come back for that last segment on Steelers Nation Radio. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.